Welcome back, guys. This is Encounter with God section right here on Faith FM, where we are about to get into our Bible study for the day. This it's is a side time. note, but do you think when we get to heaven, will we just know who people are? Yeah. Right? Without having to. We'll just Liam make, says yes. No, I say no. Um, we'll have to talk to them. Yeah. Mm, okay. I think it'll be exactly the same as here on this earth. Okay, yeah. I think you'll see some people are like, that's a person of note, mm-hmm. but I don't know who that is. <laughs> but you know someone significant. Yeah, mm. and, and you'll find out, oh, that's Nebuchadnezzar. Okay. Oh, mate, never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Minnie's going to go up to him like, hey, oh, mate, never. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar's going to be like, what? You're from Australia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've met some Australians already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, text message coming through uh, in relationship to the interview that we just had with Jody Bird. Mm-hmm. In the world in which we live in, wouldn't it be great for everyone to do the mental health course? Yeah, actually, fully. We're surrounded by people in pain everywhere. It would be wonderful to be able to help them, at least direct them to help. I'm really thinking of doing the course. Awesome. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, how and would someone I would go about it if someone wanted to know how to do it? Uh, yeah, we, uh, you, you, you Google the mental health uh, okay. first aid and that'll take you to Mental Health First Aid Australia. It's been operating since I think we mentioned uh, around about the year 2000 and that will show you where all the different courses are being run and you book yourself in one of those courses. So much like you found a first aid, a physical first aid course yep. the other day and you booked yourself in for it and went and did it, have you can do the one, do it with uh, the mental health first aid course and mm. it will be, as we mentioned a moment ago, uh, 12 hours out of your life. Mm. Oh, no, I agree though. I think in the time that we live, it's a great thing to do. How many hours did your... Physical first aid take. Mm, wasn't that long, I think. When did I get there? I think it was like nine till two, and then we had probably a couple, couple of breaks in it. Yep. So it's actually quite a short day. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, I I absolutely concur with um, with our text message here. Mm. That that would be a fantastic thing to do. Absolutely. Haven't had a reminder on this one for a while, but I'm going to remind you that if you are struggling with a bit of a dodgy signal where you are. Maybe it cuts in and out or maybe you on your morning commute to work or to school to drop off the kids, whatever it might be, uh, run out of signal, then the way to listen to Faith FM Radio is via the app. Mm. Perfect crystal clear signal wherever you are. Pretty much take it anywhere in the world and you've got Faith FM right there. So Faith FM Australia is the one you <laughs> want to download. Yeah. Um, don't download the American one. Because you'll be wondering what is going on, why are there so many Americans on this show, and where is Lyle and Minnie? <laughs> uh, so yes, definitely download the app. It is absolutely amazing. You can get all the podcasts, you can get all of the uh, previous shows, you can get, uh, you can even there's even a place there to contribute if you want to, um, you know, support the, you know, putting up more transmitters and so forth, so that we can uh, spread the word wider. Then do so. Uh, we always appreciate every contribution that comes. Uh, the direction of Faith FM. Mm. Okay, so coming back to our Bible study. No, before we come back to our Bible study, uh, we do have the end. Mm-hmm. We did talk about this the other day. So it's confirmed now? It's going to happen. Hey. So I will be filming this next Tuesday. Oh. Yeah, so you might have... Uh, Renee here instead of me. If you're wondering why Renee is here instead of me, the reason is we are filming the next series of the end. This will be a a shorter, even more boutique series than the last one. Okay. 
looking at the greatest messianic prophecies in the Bible. How much shorter? Okay, so the, the, I think the first one was 20, the second one was 9, and this one will be 3. Okay. Yep. And then we'll kind of work our way back the other direction next year. <laughs> okay. So we've got some really exciting, some really exciting, this one's kind of going to be the beginning and the end. Well, it's called the end. Digital. Yeah. This will be kind of but the, the beginning uh-huh, and the end because uh-huh. we're going to look at the birth of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then next year we're going to be doing another boutique series called uh, something along the lines of, but it's, it's dealing with the end of life. Yeah, I forget what it's called. No, that's what awesome. What happens when you die? And so I think these are all that'll be really, another nine-part series. They're really valid questions for just life and the time of history that we're in. in and this world. is this is one of the things that we have enjoyed the most with the end. Mm-hmm. Is being able to answer questions. Mm. Now we don't have all of the answers. You guys have had some big question times. Oh, <laughs> so much fun! Mm. Just so much fun. And one of the things that we've really appreciated is the level and the quality of the questions that come through. Mm. Uh, we've been getting just amazing questions coming through from our listeners, and. It shows that human beings are innately curious. Mm. You know, God has created us with this innate curiosity where we just have lots of questions and we would like to know the answer to those questions. (laughs) And it's like, well, what does this mean? And what does that mean? And what is that there? And And why is this? And look at what it has driven human beings to accomplish. Yes. Think about how much we know about our world. And of course, the more we know about our world, the biggest thing that we learn is how much we don't know, which is just so exciting, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like we live in a world that has endless possibilities for investigation, for study, for asking questions and finding answers. I heard something a little while ago, which I just thought was a really interesting way of articulating. They said the critic is actually the biggest optimist. And I was like, wait, what? And basically it was in the context of obviously not being critical as in like everything's negative, but the critic who goes, we look at the situation, I don't have the answer to this, but I'm going to find it because they're yes. the ones who are going to ask the questions to get to That's the next right. space. And I was like, oh, yep, okay. I see what you yep. It's, it's a little bit, I find it a little bit disconcerting sometimes when I'm giving a Bible study and I never get questions. Yeah, same. I know. You're like, is anything going in? Yeah, know. that's right. And, you, and he's like, you got any questions? No, 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 all good. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you sort of get two kinds of people. The one kind of person who likes to be told what to believe uh-huh. and the other kind of person, and, and to be honest, those are the kind of people that you sort of feel, you know, have you just switched your brain off? And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm sitting in the presence of the Pope and I'll accept anything that he says. Um, that worries me. Mm-hmm. It does dis- just it disconcerts me. It concerns me when I'm studying with somebody and they're just not asking any questions. I'm like... This is not making a whole lot of sense. Mm. Uh, and then you find that person who just asks a multitude of questions all the time. <laughs> and I had one of those kind of Bible studies during the week, and that was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was so much fun because, like, okay, here's somebody who's actually taking this seriously. I know they're taking it seriously because they are actually asking really serious questions. And I don't. I've had some Bible studies before where people don't ask questions, and I do this. I often, while I'm doing it, my questions aren't articulated, like I'm not able to articulate. So I don't mind if it's the next week. Someone's like, hey, I've been thinking about this. Da, 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 da. But I had a few Bible study contacts where they never asked questions, and I was like, I don't 
you don't have to agree with me, but I don't actually even know know what you believe at this point, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, that, so I don't mind if you need to think about it because I'm just like, oh, that's cool, you know? We do study the Bible with some cultures that culturally don't ask questions mm. uh, because it's like, well, if the preacher says that's the truth, that's then my job is to sit here and accept that. Oh, I don't like that. No, I don't like I'm that like, at all. Argue with me. Just That's <laughs> right. Absolutely. I don't think it's healthy, mm. and we need to recognise that all cultures have some unhealthy aspects to them. Everyone. Australian culture has some unhealthy aspects, and those cultures that look to the preacher, they have unhealthy as well. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. All right, so let's get into our Bible study. Jeremiah chapter twenty-nine, verse thirteen. Jeremiah twenty-nine and verse thirteen. I love this verse. When I was a kid. Because this verse is all about asking questions, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. When Absolutely. I was a kid, my mum's favourite, well, probably still is, her favourite is 2911. And so I just grew up hearing it all the time. Not a bad verse, but you know when you hear something again and again, it kind of loses its value a little bit until it becomes yours. And I remember the first time I ever read this chapter and read the context that this was in, I was like, this is amazing. And I love 12 and 13. Just amazing verses. So I'm going to read it for you. Can you can read verse 12 and 13 as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I sure will. Okay. I will let you. You have my permission. <laughs> I'm just going to do it anyway. No, 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 no. <laughs> so Jeremiah 29 verse 12 says, In those days when you pray, I will listen. Verse 13, If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Okay, so what is the Bible saying? How does the Bible say What in, in what environment will we find God? If you're looking for God... When you're seeking. Seeking how? Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. You shall mm-hmm. seek me and you shall find me when you shall search for me with, with your all your heart. I want to add a little personal thing to it, though, that the Bible does say that, and I agree, and I believe the Bible is the Word of God. And as our human So rather than saying but, yeah, and, you wanted to say and, but. No, no, I didn't want to say but because that would discredit what I was saying. No, but I remember when I you was. Said, you said but. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. I remember when I was, I don't know, I might have been 17, 18, and I remember coming across this verse, and I, I'm someone who by nature grace is hard for me because I'm like, but I want to do it myself. Why can't I do it myself? This seems ridiculous. Yeah, you just – um, so, you know, <laughs> Most of us. that's human nature. <laughs> yeah. But so when I'm reading this verse, I remember I remember talking to some friends and I said, I really want to search for God, but I do not trust that I will search with my whole heart. Like, how can I do this? And it took me a really long time because I spent so much, so much time in the space of, I have to be the one to search with my whole heart. I'm never going to find Jesus, you know, not, not Many, allowing. Have you, ever, <laughs> have you ever been accused of being an overthinker? By you. <laughs> no, no, many people have. But but that's the thing. For me, that's normal. So yes. I'm like, no, you just don't think about this as much as I do. Like, <laughs> um, So, yes, this is what the Bible says. Also, we have to bear in mind that it's never going to be about I have to strong will my way to Jesus. Anyway, I just needed to check that in to anyone out there who has felt like I have in the past. Um, there's so much grace in, in God. Even Absolutely. allowing it, because he's the one who puts in our heart the desire to know him. You that's know? right. Yeah. It's called prevenient grace. Oh, that's a good word. Yes, it's mm. a theological word. I don't even know what that word means, but it's, <laughs> it's when grace, <laughs> it's when grace is extended to you uh-huh. so that you can receive grace. Ah, that's exactly what it is. Yes. yes. 
Absolutely. Okay, but once again, I have uh, people who come to me at times and like, yeah, I tried church, I tried Jesus, didn't work for me. Ah, mm, uh, I see. And, I, and, I'm, and so from that perspective, I'm like, okay, the Bible says when you shall search for me with all your heart. Was your heart mm. fully dedicated to finding God? Yeah. Now that's a little bit different from your actions. Mm. Your actions obviously are going to follow your heart, but are your actions like I'm going to do this, 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 so I can find God, or is it your heart saying, I'm just going to find God because, you know, and it's coming from your heart. Mm. I'm not explaining this well, but there's a difference between the two. No, no, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. And the Bible says that we shall find God when we search for him with all our heart. Somebody who's searching for God with all their heart is going to have a lot of questions. Yeah. And this, this comes back to my whole thing about questions. Questions and asking questions. This is why we have question of the day here on Faith FM. Mm. This is why we invite you to call in with your questions anytime you want or your comments. We love to hear from our listeners. Um, 1-800-324-843 is our number. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Mm. Just give us a call. Shoot us a text message. We'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, questions are so important to our spiritual growth. If we're never asking questions, we're never going to learn anything. And last night, how said we caught up just our small group? We were talking about, is it Isaac Newton who discovered all these things? And we're like, there's no way that guy wasn't asking questions. He, yeah, you don't right. discover what you're not even looking for. Yes. Like, well, mm, sometimes I think you can. But generally speaking. Generally speaking. <laughs> generally speaking. Yeah. Well, you know that Sir Isaac Newton was just asking lots and lots and yeah. lots and lots of questions. When that apple fell on his head out of the apple tree. What is this? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It made him ask questions. Yeah. We were saying Whereas that- most of us would be, just be like, yum. <laughs> Delightful. But it's true, though, because, I mean, I don't know if you've heard the story, but he tried to make that, was it the light bulb, like a thousand times or whatever? Thomas Edison. Okay, Thomas Edison. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, different person. But that's a wholehearted seeking of trying to make something work. Absolutely. Right? And he found a thousand ways not to it make it. It didn't work, yeah. <laughs> Definitely a... Uh, a glass half full kind of person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7. Matthew 7 and verse 7. Oh, I like this verse too. I think we're going to do a lot of verses today that are your favorite verses. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so Matthew 7, 7. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on knocking and you will find. Hey? Sorry, keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. That's also a massive promise there, isn't it? It is. It is indeed. Yeah. yeah. Like God isn't like, I'll just leave you hanging for a while to just let you stew in your stress of not having answers. God's like, yeah, come. Yeah. So we've got a message coming here through. So Bruce, who is our um, word engineer, Word of the day, heart. He's going to talk about heart today. Mm. And and what Bruce does is he takes words and he creates objects lessons from words. Mm. So he art, he is, the word heart is acknowledging God's existence. So art, art. how great thou, thou art. art. So yep. that's old English. Are, yep. So uh, um, he art, he is, mm-hmm. which is the modern way of saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so heart, there you go. Whenever you think about the word heart, you will now be remembered. Re- be reminded, he art. Mm-hmm. He is. Mm-hmm. God exists. Presence of God. Heart. Yeah. There you go. An object lesson from words. Bruce always gives us some some fascinating object lessons from words. 
Okay, so where were we? Um, we were in Matthew 7, verse 7, where the Bible says, Ask and you shall receive, knock and it shall be opened to you, something like that? Yes. Yes, yep. that was the verse we were looking at. <laughs> Just reminding myself, uh-huh. um, got slightly sidetracked there. And uh, the lesson here is that God wants us to ask questions. He's mm. just like, if you ask, I will, I will be there. I will help you find the answers. So I have a question for you, Lyle. Mm. In your personal life and faith journey, mm-hmm. you have been following Jesus for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Are there significant moments that stand out to you of times that you have been seeking and you've had the answers? And have there been times that you've asked and it feels like you haven't? Because this is part of the faith, faith journey, right? It's not that we base our faith on feelings, but we experience feelings within the faith that we're seeking. Okay, so the first question, yes. The mm-hmm. second question, there's been a few times when the answer has been a little slow in coming, mm. but never in, never in my experience that I've felt rattled by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so far, praise God. Yeah. So there's always been, okay, I don't know the... There's often been, I don't know the future, Mm. but I've always been confident in the future. Mm, If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Don't ever remember not being confident in the future. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. No, praise God. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Even from times when I wasn't so close to God, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't ever remember distrusting that you know, distrusting God or, you know, not trusting, distrusting that he has a plan for my life that is going to work out. And, you know, I've seen just all of the big changes in my life, the ones that I've planned myself and the ones that I haven't planned myself have just been amazing. Mm, mm -hmm. They've just absolutely been amazing. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. All right, let's go to Acts chapter 17, verse 26 and 27. Let's look at what the Bible has to say in these verses. That is Acts 17, verse 26 and 27. Okay, so from one man he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall, and he he determined their boundaries. His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. Okay, so the Bible talks about here his purpose was for human beings to seek out God. Mm. Even And he's like, I'm not far. I'm just like, I'm right here, but I'm not going to force myself. So it's going to have to be your decision because that's how love works. Mm. Uh, that verse just raises a whole bunch of questions in and of itself, though, doesn't it? It's good, some good verses. What what? Where do you automatically go to when you hear that? From one man mm-hmm. and one woman mm-hmm. came every race on this earth. Yeah. How does that work? Yeah. You know, how do you how do you get two wolves and breed a chihuahua? Look. Now I don't know. <laughs> for people that do know, mm. it's not actually hard. It's not difficult, and it doesn't take that many generations for them to do so. Um How do they do it? This is this is this is a, this is a question that you're going to have to ask somebody who knows how to do it. <laughs> okay. This is a question you're going to have to ask a dog breeder. Mm. It's not a difficult thing. So you know, obviously, the differences between a wolf and a chihuahua are vastly greater than the difference between an African, a Caucasian, an Indian, or an Asian. Yeah. A, a, like, like Chinese or something like that. Mm. Um, and so you know, creating different races of humans is infinitely easier than 
creating different breeds of dogs. And that's not difficult, but it's kind of like, wow, it God just, just God just created one man, yeah. one woman. And from that. We have so much variety. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, I used to have that question when I was a kid. Huge, because I, <laughs> confession time, I thought I was black until I was eight. And then my best friend Jacob, who was Fijian, told me I was white and it shattered me. Because all of my friends were some sort of islander. Oh, okay, so you grew up in an islander community. Well, no, just my close friends were. And okay. so I remember, yeah, I was at my friend's place. And so, yeah, his family's Fijian. Um, hers had part Papua New Guinean. Um, there was, a, I think, I think a family from the Solomons. And then there was two families from different countries in Africa. So and Africans and Melanesians. You grew up around Africans and Melan- Melanesians. Yeah, and like, I still had friends who, you know, like just look light like me. But I just, I, look, and kids also and don't is, see this is, this, is Minnie, this is Minnie with red hair. Like, I don't, yeah, I think I, I wasn't a red. I was blonde. I was very blonde. Okay, um, but as kids, I, I actually think you just don't see the difference. No, kids it's don't. Just, you're my friend, kids don't. and so it was more the fact that my friend pointed out that I didn't look like them. He was like, "You're the only one here who's like light eyes and light skin and light hair." And I was like, "Take it back." <laughs> <laughs> but I remember going through this process of, I know that God created Adam and Eve. I know that. So then how come we have all these different, why do we look different? And I remember probably asking my parents about it. I can't remember what they told me, but it was a big question in my little kid mind. I was like, this doesn't make sense. I know God said it, and so he did it, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but if you talk to somebody who studies genetics, they're like, oh, oh there's a really it's simple nice answer. It's yeah. like, it just happens like, yeah, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, look at all the different types of cows there are, all the different ca- yeah. kinds of goats or whatever it might be. There's, you know, they all came from one pair at some particular point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we know that from modern science. Anyway, um, talking about God answering our questions, somebody's text through to say God has always answered my biblical questions, even though sometimes it took a day or a week or a month or a year or even years. Yeah. But I never stopped asking. Awesome. Never stop asking uh-huh. those questions. Yeah. It's just the best. You know, when I journal, like my, so my devotional time, I have a journal with me as well, and all that, devo- <laughs> that devotional journal is is the questions I have from a partic- particular verse I'm reading. Oh, so you don't actually j- journal down the things that you, fa- that you learn. Nah. You journal down the things that you don't learn. Yeah. It's only questions. I think sometimes, some mornings, I'll have like a really short, like two sentences about my headspace, about something that I'm looking forward to or, or just questions I've had around my time with Jesus. But pretty much all of it is just questions. That's epic. And some look, some of the questions I don't need answers to. I just need to be able to ask the question. And then others I'm like, no, Jesus, I need to know. Yeah. Ah, that's cool. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Where are we up to? Uh, let's go to Psalms 25, verse 5. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Popping all over. Psalms 25 and verse 5. I mean, he's just flicking the pages. He'll be there in just a moment. So God is more glorious than the... Is this? Oh, no, that's Job. I was like, this doesn't seem right. Okay. It sounded good. Yeah, God is is glorious. (laughs) God is glorious. That's true. Okay, so here we go. Lead me by your truth and teach me. For you are the God who saves me all day long. I put my hope in you. And this is the great thing about placing our hope in Jesus Christ and him answering our questions and taking our questions to him and not being afraid of wrestling with God over those questions. Mm. You know, we've got this example in the Bible of Jacob who wrestled with God. Literally. Literally, 
physically wrestled with God, yeah. and when God defeated him, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to hang on. Mm. I'm just going to hang on like a dead weight, mm. and I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why you know he got his name changed from Jacob to Israel, which yeah. is name that we still have in our world today. Yeah, Israelis. Uh, that's because Jacob wrestled with God. And sometimes I think that it's appropriate for us to wrestle with God, even to argue with God and say, God, this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand this. What's going on here? Hmm. This this seems to be unjust or whatever it might be. You know, take it to God because God can handle it. That's the, that's the reality. God is not fragile. Hmm. He's not like a human being. <laughs> He's not going to be offended. You know, sometimes you can even get upset with God. And it's like, God, this is really driving me nuts because, you know, God says this, mm-hmm. come now, let us reason together. And reasoning together means that we are posing arguments and counter arguments. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's appropriate to have an argument with God. Well, I think too, the other thing is, if we're not asking God the questions, often it doesn't take away the fact that it's a question for us. Like, right. Do you know what I mean? Like if, if I have had interaction with, say, you, Lyle, and I'm feeling like, oh, I don't understand why you did that or this doesn't make sense what you said, if I never engage with you about that thing to clear it up for you, for you to have the chance to clear it up, I still have that question in my in my head. I'm just like, mm, I don't get it or maybe it feels a bit off. At least by coming to you and being like, hey, can we chat about this? Clear the air. Yeah. And that's what we need to do with God. Absolutely. If you're upset with God, there's nothing wrong with being upset with God. Mm. I think that's important mm. because terrible things happen in this world and there's time and a place to be upset and to be like, I need answers. Fully. God is there and he wants to give you those answers. Yeah, he wants to. Mm. Absolutely. John chapter 16, verse 13 and 17, verse 7, speaks about the Holy Spirit coming from Jesus Christ and being our teacher and Jesus leading us to the answers to our questions. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. So let's That's just uh, launch into question of the day. <laughs> so the question of the day today has been sent in, and it is asking, why do you think the authors of the New Testament didn't make a distinction between moral, ceremonial, civil, and health hygiene laws? Uh, Health agent, when they referred to the word law, it would save a great deal of confusion for current day Bible readers. It seems to open the door to all sorts of controversies and deceptive doctrines. Okay, there are two answers to that. The first answer is that they did. Mm-hmm. Now, what they didn't do was title each time they referenced the law with this time I'm talking about the ceremonial law, this time I'm talking about the health laws, this time I'm talking about the uh, Ten Commandments, etc. What they So they didn't title each reference that way. That would be kind of laborious. Mm. But what they did do was, give, was identify each law by context. Now, there are some laws that are going to be very, very obvious. When the Bible talks about the health laws, when the Bible says that, you know, when the New Testament says that you shouldn't, you know, eat things with the blood still in it. This was something that the Jerusalem Council specifically passed on to the Gentiles that they don't eat eat meat with the blood still in it, then that is clearly the health laws. Mm. Nobody's, you know, that's obvious. Uh, When you've got uh, references to the sacrificial system, it is obviously talking about the ceremonial law. And so 
in any kind of written document, if you write a document where you clarify everything all the time and you never assume that your context is good enough to be able to define what you're talking about, then you know if you hand in that kind of a document as an essay or a, or a mm. thesis or whatever to a professor, it's going to be laboriously long and it's going to get completely tossed out. Good communication shows the meaning through context mm. rather than having every last little thing defined. What we have lost somewhat through the centuries is some of that context, which means that you actually have to look for the context to see it. It's not hard to find. So, for instance, uh, if you go to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 16, the Bible says, you know, that... Um, that uh, well, if you go to start in verse fourteen, where it talks about ordinances that were against us, that were taken out of the way and were nailed to the cross, clearly that is not the Ten Commandments, because in Romans chapter seven and verse twelve, the Bible says the commandments are holy, just, and good. They're not nailed to the cross. Hmm. So you know the context there makes it very, very clear. The other thing that you've got to bear in mind is that in Colossians chapter two and verse sixteen, what Paul does is he quotes from the Old Testament. He quotes from Ezekiel forty-five. I think it's verse eighteen. And when he does so, he is assuming that his readers know and understand Ezekiel chapter 45. Mm. The, the assumption is there that they are students of the word. He has preached often enough in their churches. He knows that they know this material. And so he is assuming that they know those parts of the Bible and that he's quoting from the ceremonial law, which is one of the reasons why he abbreviates it somewhat as he goes. This is how the New Testament writers worked. And so when when the New Testament writers are dealing with material that has been thoroughly covered in their preaching, they will assume that you know what they're talking about and that the context is making it abundantly clear. The other thing that we need to remember is that the audience that they are that the the audience that the new church, that the Christian church arrived in, was a Jewish audience. Mm. So the, the Christian church arrived in a Jewish context where people knew their Bibles, inside out, back to front and upside down, and you didn't need to be making all of these clarifications all of the time. And so, yes, they did through context. The reason they did through context was because it would be laborious not to. This was information that had already been thoroughly covered and all of the early Christians uh, particularly in the first you know, three or four years or so, were Jewish people who understood this well already. So that's the simple answer to that question. It is not hard to be able to define which law you're talking about by looking for context in the New Testament. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.